Hi, this is Raghu and this is Satish. And together, we are inconceivable Star Wars lovers. I think we have said this already in a couple of episodes. Yes, only three or four episodes of Star Wars have been have been part of our thirty uh, episode collection so far. So ten percent. That's not too bad. Uh, I, I, I sense a disturbance in the force here, Satish. <laughs> so, wh- why are we here today? Of yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's not May the fourth. So, so what's happening? We're not. Uh, we're done arguing about the prequels. I think we both agree. Yes, I won the argument. <laughs> yes, let's leave it at that. Let's not argue anymore about the prequels. No, no. We have a Star Wars movie among us. A Star Wars story. Rogue One. That's right. It is a prequel. Yes, the one true prequel. Yes. We we will we will both agree that this is the one true prequel and all other so-called prequels are not truly prequels. Yeah, this is this is one of, this is the better prequel. So Satish and I are of course talking about uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So um so it came out uh, a couple of weeks ago this is basically um for the star wars fans amongst us it probably needs very little introduction but it's basically the story of how the rebels got the plans to the death star in the first place so you need to fill in little little pieces of information in this universe because that's how nice and open it is so anyway first take i guess uh, this is this is our take on the on the on the heist or the war heist movie sort of genre in the Star Wars universe so a war heist basically gang of people coming together to accomplish some crazy mission which is doomed in every possible sense of the word but they somehow manage it miraculously oh spoiler alert they managed to get the plans uh, to the rebels in time for the movie that came out 40 years ago 30 years ago yeah. anyway Th- 34 years ago Yeah, uh, I mean that's a that's pretty much a neat way of summarizing it. It's like a heist movie. Uh it does have some weird uh, the oddities that we'll probably discuss in a little while but but it's definitely uh a a out and out thriller. You don't really need to know a lot about Star Wars to enjoy the movie. Uh it helps if you know enough about Star Wars then for you it is it will be uh 100% entertainment. Uh, and you will get like ten times more out of it than a person who just walked into it out of the cold. Yeah, I, yeah. Like the movie is structured in this very. Uh, it it's not tradition. It's not a sort of traditional structure, but I don't know. For the first ten, fifteen, twenty minutes or so, it you're a little. You could get a little bit lost as to why you're jumping from scene to scene to scene to scene. Like, what exactly are we doing here? Uh, they're trying to do like this slow reveal of the goal of the movie. um but uh, i mean it, it it works it works fairly well when it finally comes out at the end when you finally look back and we're like wow that was you know that was a solid movie which shows me exactly what's going on in this universe why the rebels want to fight the empire you know it it, it has this feel of this very grounded war movie like that was my feeling it was like this is a war movie this is you know people dying on the battlefield this is the empire at its worst essentially clamping down on anything they don't like with extreme force and prejudice yeah in a sense it was even an anti-war movie right there are scenes where they are basically showing like the star fleets and spaceships colliding with each other people dying on both sides people being tortured people basically being killed by nuclear explosions yeah. so it's it's i think it's 
it's uh, yeah it's a pretty fa- fascinating testament to how you know kind of uh open the star wars universe is and how you can keep adding interesting stories mm-hmm. and and find out new facets to uh, the original trilogy which is yeah like you said almost 40 years old at this point yeah um yeah i mean that yeah basically all war movies are basically anti war movies right all war movies show you that war is a terrible thing and therefore they have the same anti war message so to speak um the i find it interesting that they selected this particular story for the first sort of spin off movie so this is not technically part of the star wars episodes that we've been hearing about since since all the way back in episode 4 a new hope and then we had episode 7 that we reviewed last year um this is technically not part of that series it is it is sort of an offshoot little branch branching storylines that are happening here right um and this is an interesting place to start that effort right they have others down coming down the pike but um it's like you know here's this they knew that this is going to be this very small limited story right because yeah this movie has to end with the the first movie of this entire series coming out right this movie has to end at the point at which the plans are now with the rebels and they're going to plan their attack so i find that very interesting that they chose not to do like some other you know the story of how ben kenobi became uh went from jedi master to monk like they could have very easily gone for that story yeah i mean i i i feel like again this is like i don't want to say pandering but close enough to you know a kind of fulfilling the wishes of kind of more of the more mainstream star wars mm-hmm, fans mm-hmm. most of the star wars lore is now uh not canon right it's it's not true anymore all the books and the cartoons and the comic books that i remember reading over years and years they are basically not true anymore and now they have to rewrite a lot of the canon and they have to reintroduce these these kind of uh storylines one by one mm-hmm. so i think the easiest place to start is <laughs> at the very beginning with the new hope because they have already done the prequels in a sense right. Right? they already done 1 2 3 we already know who darth vader is and why he became darth vader So now we have to start focusing on these other sundry characters. Uh I I always remember one of the most brilliant things about Death Star was somebody saying in New Force, uh New Hope that uh, some of our best men, uh, some of our best people died getting this information. And here's the information, use it, you know, to do something. So um from that point like I said if you have if you have invested enough time in the Star Wars lore, this movie comes like uh you know, real good Yeah, I mean think about it. That's like one line, right? One line in episode 4 yeah. has become a 2-hour movie about how that thing happens, which um so maybe we we should uh, so so that's sort of an sort of big picture. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I mean the the bunch of things that this movie gets really really right, right? Like um from the perspective of the movie itself like so the opening takes some time for it to set up the what the goal is and all that but then once they actually get into the heist mode like the second half of that movie yeah, i thought that was just bang on like you're riveted even though you know exactly how it's going to end you're like wow i how are they going to do this what is going to happen next who's going to attack from where and like i thought that was that was really good film like like that was a filmmaking at its finest where you you're captured by what's going on 
Yeah, no, that's true. The first half was, uh, I thought, a little longer than they needed to make it. Uh, definitely, I mean, definitely the, the whole... All the people who make Star Wars movies have some parent issue to explore. They, you know, I am, I am an immaculate conception. I have, I have a father who created the Death Star. I have a parent who, you know, is Darth Vader. You know, something or the other is like happening at all times. And this movie was no, kind of no, um, what's what I'm looking for? And this movie was... Uh, this movie was no exception to that rule. Uh, without going into too much details, I felt like that was the that was the part of the movie that they could have excised and gotten away with, and still gotten away with a very you know tight, uh, tight racy kind of adventure. Instead, they spent all this plodding around about oh my god, my father is, is collaborating. He abandoned really, me. He made this thing. Like I I get it. They had to come up with a backstory as to why there was a flaw in the Death Star that could be exploited by a womp rat killing. <laughs> no further. I get all that, but but oh my god, to spend close to thirty minutes on that in a very small movie is like it's a sh- I mean it's a in the short movies seem to be a, a little waste. So, so I take it you're not in favor of a series of movie exploring the daddy issues that the Emperor Palpatine had. <laughs> Which caused him to start the there empire? A, yes, you know th- there is a there is a there is some fan theory that uh, uh, Palpatine is the father of uh, Anakin there Skywalker. We go. He caused the Force midichlorian, midichlorian, midichlorian business. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the midichlorians. Yeah. No, <laughs> what? Those are like the those are everywhere <laughs> in every cell. They're they're quadruple helixes. Okay. So, so so compare and so compare and contrast. This movie basically makes this force to be this mystical thing that this guy just has like complete belief in, right? So they have a character yeah, in the movie yeah, yeah. who just has yeah. literally blind faith in the force. <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> and then you have a Phantom Menace where, no, they had to tell you, no, 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 the force is not the force. It's science. Yeah, it's science. And midichlorians, it's genetics. And you're just like, seriously, this, like, this is like the perfect sort of, Descriptor, you know, uh, showing you what the force is—the perfect explanation of the force, which is we're not going to explain it to you. It's just—it's this thing that you got to believe in, and it it does stuff if you if you use it correctly. To be clear, this movie does not have the any of the good Jedi (laughs) using the force. It has primarily a force-sensitive monk who believes in the force. Where no one else around him actually believes in the force, which is another interesting sort of harking back to to episode four. But um, but it to me this was like this is the force, like this is how you got to use it. And then of course we get to we will get which brings us to the one Jedi in the movie or now Sith Lord in the movie who uses the force in its complete ruthless avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, was this a scary Vader or what? Man, and this was this was the Vader the way I think George Lucas conceptualized him. I I I feel strongly like he really tried to make Anakin be that really you know um, extremely dark yeah. character mm-hmm. in especially in Episode Three. I I think it failed because of you know other things that were happening in the movie, which are just bizarre. Uh, but. But this movie, I think, had Vader for a very short time. 
he makes one dad joke which i absolutely adore <laughs> Uh, I did not which, get that joke when he made it, and then after a second, I was like, "Wait, did he actually make that joke?" Ah, <laughs> uh, but but he, I th- I thought that the ending, uh, the climactic scenes with Vader and them were some of the most kind of the brilliant, kind of really really good exposition of what a uh, what his character is in essence described in the books. Right, right. or in in lore in general like the things that we see is uh, you know he's menacing and all that awesomeness happens in 456 but you really don't get a feel for why he's menacing in most of the 456 uh, uh uh scenes where vader makes an appearance usually the door shuts or you pan to a different scene or something like that happens but in this they took the time to put a maybe a minute mm-hmm. not could cannot be more than a minute and a half of of vader being completely ruthless i thought that was i thought that was a is a brilliant piece of judgment yeah i mean it so you, you are told everyone is scared of vader you're shown everyone being scared of vader you're shown vader is powerful but why are people scared of vader why is he this completely ruthless villain the guy who basically comes in and cleans up After, you know if there's a mess Vader's going to come in and make sure it's all cleaned out he's going to make sure he's going to get the job done in a way nobody else can this shows you that and man, that sequence i almost wanted to get up and like this clap for the way they shot that sequence starting yeah. from the way he appears straight through to the way he actually literally goes through all the people in front of him and just misses getting on the chip and which leads into the start of the next movie but um Yeah, but other than him, I thought that the other characters were like you know, eh, not so not so great. Uh, Krennic was not bad. I thought he was a good mm-hmm. villain, but the whole groveling to then the whole political machination seemed to be like overkill. Like, you know, I, I they, it seemed it genuinely seemed to be overkill. Like we yeah we nobody cares that the, there is politics in the <laughs> empire. <laughs> but but the trade federation. But they have other trade federation. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry the, the trade Senate. federation oh was dissolved i'm sorry and and uh, the 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 kind of bit roles were good mm-hmm. i thought right you had uh, the the monk and the the guardian of the wills right those guys uh i thought cassin andor was good i liked him yeah i mean outside of outside of cranek the only people who really managed who who really get a chance to show you what they made of our jinner so and uh, and in cassian right they get the most screen time and they are also the most i guess sort of nuanced characters as well K- k2so was good k2so was good too i thought i i, I really i was really like k2so4 please <laughs> yes no never mind no such luck but but i thought k2so was good i i thought and there were actually four imperial droids uh, that show up uh and and uh, i thought there was a nice new droid intro uh because he actually speaks other than you know golden rod is the only droid that who actually speaks and after a point of time you kind of tune him out get immune to it this one was more smart droid so it was a lot more fun yeah see the thing is one of uh, one, one of the things i felt when i was watching the movie was like there were places where the dialogue doesn't sparkle as much as it does in 
as much as much as it does in other movies like there are like there are some funny lines but then there are other lines which are just they didn't quite finish polishing them up or something so it sort of goes it goes a little flat there but some of the best lines are 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 the are a monk and k2so get some of the best lines like especially the one like i still remember the monk going you're going to blindfold me are you kidding are you me are you kidding me <laughs> i was thinking the same line uh, are you kidding me Uh, yeah he's blind guys i'm already blind <laughs> that's a beautiful night it seems like it was added later it almost feels like that yeah, but, but you don't disjoint. get that same level of dialogue throughout like uh, we will talk about this more when we talk when we compare this to our previous uh, entry force awakens a little bit but force awakens definitely had much more sparkling and funny dialogue you know more consistently than this movie did um but yeah, i mean yeah. you know it's also not necessarily at the same it doesn't need to be the same kind of movie either yeah let's just touch on the other kind of couple of characters who probably are the more what's about interesting but in my opinion they didn't really add much uh these are our cgi actors yes uh, unfortunately i went in knowing a little bit about this so i wasn't as surprised as my wife was when we watched it together because she came out and she was like a What why did you ask me to keep an eye on these two characters I'm like because they're not real <laughs> one of them is dead then there are the other one apparently passed away uh, today so so uh, CGI actors is that the new well i mean they are already done this with Yoda i mean there is nothing necessarily yeah but now you're doing it with the humans it's less CGI it's more it's more motion capture right? yeah, yeah I mean, it's motion capture yeah. so we had we had we had grand morph or governor tarkin who was reprised by some british actor i think um so that guy gave the performance and then they used motion capture and then overlaid tarkin's face on top of him uh, i mean they've done mm-hmm. this before but it's never been a total cgi um a human to such a degree in a live action movie i think i, I mean they've done it with animated characters and sort of fantasy characters and stuff Uh, like a whole planet of the apes movies are all motion capture at this point it's all me- people playing uh, gorillas and apes of different you know different types of gorillas and apes all motion capture um but this was this was something else but and i mean it is sort of convincing if you squint your eyes a little yeah. bit i think uh like my wife picked up that it was not a cgi person but then there were some other folks i spoke to who had no idea it was not cgi they were like whoa really that was cgi really oh, wow thanks for spoiling yeah, it yeah. for me a lot yeah <laughs> the force is not the force is not strong with you now <laughs> but i also felt that they were unnecessary except leia i mean leia i i uh, it was completely necessary it made complete sense uh but but and more talking completely unnecessary they could have used like a hologram or something too yeah but i think they were just like you know what we can play with it here and if it works then we can use it in our main series if it doesn't work then we can just be like well we tried something you know like i i sympathize with them in the sense i can see why you would want to do this uh, mm. actually i forget there was one other place they used it civil war had robert downey junior playing young robert downey junior which also was not super convincing but yeah yeah um, but but, I, but the reason these things are not convincing is because for whatever reason they they render this beautiful cgi model and everything and no cgi till date really holds up if you zoom right up against it yeah exactly right that was the problem with tarkin and leia both 
like they they if they had kept it you know like profiles and yeah, yeah. like long shots where they are discussing things with like chronic in the foreground yeah, or something i, I, I think, think it would, would yeah, a lot yeah, better yeah, yeah. and i mean they could have done close ups of the holograms like they they could have managed it differently to try and hide the fact that it's cgi more but i think they were sort of yeah. like well let's just do it and see how many people you know react catch on yeah and most people didn't so i think that's a success as far as i can tell Now let's actually uh, take a take a moment to uh, compare and contrast. I guess Force Awakens and Rogue One. First thoughts. Um, so, so my first instinct was that this is more steeped in Star Wars lore than Force Awakens was. But I think what I'm really hung up about is the fact that if you're a Star Wars fan, this movie gives you about ten times the amount of entertainment. than if you are not a star wars fan like as in if you're a star wars fan and you watch this movie you're like whoa look at that sequence oh my god i remember that character oh i know that's why that happens in the next movie etc whereas mm-hmm. with force awakens i felt the star wars and the non star wars fan both would have mostly enjoyed it to roughly the same degree but there was still fun dialogue fun sets and fun sequences and some places you would have gained more by knowing this character has been around for so long and all that but not hugely so this movie is is a little bit more on the for the star wars fan to enjoy i feel um but as standalone movies that's a lot harder to to judge are sta- are people just going to watch these movies knowing nothing about the rest of the universe i don't know yeah that's the problem um so even so i mostly agree with you as in if you knew star wars lore this movie makes a bigger impact uh Force Awakens has a lot more intense performances I felt that it was a lot like it was trying to establish a lot more characters mm-hmm. whereas this movie almost by the nature of the way the movie is did yeah, right? yeah they were like yeah you can you don't need to remember any of these characters from now on yeah exactly like yeah we know what's going to happen with you in the end big deal move on uh they didn't add any nuance to the characters that do survive <laughs> which was Okay. Uh but yeah, this one was this one was a little See, that's that's my problem with this. You are absolutely right. A Star Wars fan would you know enjoy this movie 10 times more than or 100 times more than a non-Star Wars fan, not someone steeped in the lore. But at the same time, a Star Wars fan gets very little limited out of this that they didn't you know, already know. Other, other than a couple of trivia things sure, here. Sure, sure. There there is no big arc like we have spent 40 years not knowing how they got the plans right, and right, right. didn't really change our appreciation of the movie so just knowing how they how they got the plans is not necessarily adding much to like it, it's it's one episode you know what i mean it's not it's not a story arc it's not a build up it's not all those other complicated things if you think about this it, in my mind it explained a little bit as to why like people give Lu- George Lucas a lot of grief for the prequels especially in hindsight mm. but it's mm-hmm. not an easy job trying to figure out how much of this of these movies yeah. that you're setting That's like fair. 20 30 40 years before another set of movies how much should you reference your original movies like it's not mm. an easy thing to solve like we would like to say oh he messed up with this character or oh, that dialogue is bad and the sequence makes no sense etc 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 but seriously if you make it all about referencing what happens in episode 4 and episode 5 what for the new person who comes to watch this movie for the first time and 
I mean, keep in mind like yeah. uh, we had about what 15 years 15 years between the prequels and the original trilogy and how many people are going to know that no oh, yeah absolutely for for the record i am not the one who goes around bashing charles <laughs> lucas for making bad prequels i'm quite okay yeah. with it. <laughs> and the people who are pr- practically don't care about you <laughs> they want new new audience right they want these movies to be made for them which is kind of dumb i feel I and mean, you want more people to enjoy this universe it's a beautiful universe i think that was one of the best things about this movie i thought the visuals were a lot more stunning mm-hmm. they created these uh three different uh well yavin 4 i guess is fourth but it's like you know it's we know yavin 4 is a reproduction uh they have a reproduction from one of the older star wars movies but three new cities yeah. and all of them look different but all of them look like true you know true things that you would want to live in you know like you would imagine those characters living yeah. in it's not just made up stuff four actually they had even that trading post or whatever and those are all i thought i thought really well well done i mean uh, there's a bit of planet hopping but but i i thought it was i thought it was good in that it pushed the you know it's not this either the you know a hive of scum and villainy or like corsican which is like this one gigantic city planet right right it's something in middle you know there is one out at one big city and then it's a desert planet around and stuff like that i thought that was well done i thought those things visually i thought this movie is mu- uh, a little better than little better than uh, uh force awakens yeah i mean they the i mean the, the the stuff that we like about the way star wars movies look was all there right the places look like people live there the the sound design the sounds of all of these things sound it sounds amazing i mean i'm not i was not super sold on the score of the movie for a change i felt it it felt too much like a sort of rip off of force awakens and new hope like it felt like at some point the guy was like you know what i'm just going to reuse all the old themes because people don't want to hear any other song sounds or something um but like all the technical details that we like about these star wars movies they were all there and they were all really well done you know pushing you know doing things the way they should be done i felt right no i agree i agree um so final takes what was what was your final take you've seen it a few times so <laughs> yeah uh so final take is definitely four stars i think it's a, it's a movie worth watching it's a thriller it's 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 a racy it's not at all bogging you down it makes you completely enjoy um from the start to the finish uh, totally worth a watch what about you um yeah i would i think i think i would agree with your with your with your call i think four stars is where i put it on my uh, catalog um even though it's basically you know networking basically dropbox <laughs> Or, or as you so so cogently put it, it's basically the desi consultant who was fired from the project for which he wrote code. <laughs> I'm going to steal your line there, but I think it's a, it, it it was like yes, that is exactly what this movie is. I know this is a movie about industrial sabotage. <laughs> you fired, you're going to fire me or do something to my family. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a bug, a back door. Yeah. Um. I think I liked. the overall tone where they basically they they closed out all of those characters it's so it, it it it's obviously going to be a tragedy by its very nature uh but it's a tragedy tragedy in a good way that you know you're like wow like that was a really good way to end these arcs uh 
and on the exact same note we we end today with the passing of general organa as well that's right uh carrie fisher passed away today at the age of 60 yeah i mean i don't know there are we, we've 2016 has been one of those years where we've had a lot of celebrity celebrities passing away that have been with us for a while and we've sort of taken for granted in different ways um some of them hit home more than others i think i think uh, carrie fisher's death somehow i was really bummed out when i heard about it i would definitely say that we should remember her as the kind of wise cracking person she uh, she has written some good books <laughs> yeah. one of which i love is wishful drinking and i want to leave uh, you know her memory intact with this anecdote that she talks about um so when she wore that white dress in episode 4 <clears throat> George Lucas goes up to her and says you can't wear a bra in this dress <laughs> and she's like huh what and George Lucas says there is no underwear in space <laughs> and she's like wow seriously <laughs> and George Lucas goes well yeah when you are in space you're weightless your body expands but your clothes don't so you would literally be strangled by your bra <laughs> And so she goes that's how I would like to be remembered. As someone who would have been strangled by her underwear in space. In space. <laughs> so yeah, see that that is the epitome of Carrie Fisher and the way she played played the character. Like she she knew just how ridiculous um this whole movie series is and how ridiculous it was that so many people took these movies so seriously. And so at you know she she was at perfect fan like she would make fun of it all but at the same time she respected the fact that people really enjoyed the series and and she's known for a lot of other things like she was you know she she had, she's famously known to have admitted to having problems with mental health and um addiction right. and and so many things that people don't usually focus on especially 10 15 20 years ago when 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 she was really suffering and so she was a spokesperson even from those days so um anyway she will be missed She will be missed. Definitely watch the movie, and if you watch the movie and you like it, definitely uh, uh, tell us what you liked about it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at ICD Podcast. Uh, we are also on Facebook uh, at the Inconceivable Daisies Podcast, uh, and you can find uh, the other episodes where we discuss other Star Wars movies, both in the post for this uh, episode and also on SoundCloud and. and on our website the inconceivable they see is dot in uh so i am one with the force the force is with me you keep using the word i don't think it means what you think it means